I've always believed the foundation of our fulfillment in life doesn't come from our quote-unquote success, but rather the strength of our relationships, not only with others, but also ourselves. And how we develop a deeper connection is through self-reflection and purposeful conversations with those around us, especially like-minded individuals. And that is exactly why I created the What Fulfills You card game, to cultivate both more meaningful relationships with others, as well as ourselves on the journey of personal growth. I certainly use these questions as a guide for journal prompts and, of course, weekly check-ins with myself. And when I am playing this game with friends on a Friday night in, you bet I am enjoying it with a glass of wine or two, who knows? (laughs) Pre-order the card game now at whatfulfillsyou.com and enjoy an exclusive 10% off for listeners only with code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. Happy Tuesday. My name is Emily Elizabeth and I am your host as always. Today's episode, if you can't tell by the title, is going to be focused around mental health, mental wellness, and just daily habits that we can all incorporate into our lives to improve on our mental health. I know that's something I talk about a lot and something I'm always an advocate for in putting more focus on because I think that's just a big part of our overall well-being and if we cannot take care of ourselves first then we will not be able to perform and help others in this world which you know is always something I'm looking forward to doing each day and today's conversation is with Katie Sands a little bit about her if you don't know her already she is a woman of many hats she's a successfully smart entrepreneur go-to influencer, content creator, and Amazon Lives style host. With over 280,000 Instagram followers, she is a knowledgeable authority providing daily advice and engaging content on all things fashion, beauty, and wellness. She was named the Do Good Influencer of Our Time by Guest of a Guest. She has made it her goal to partner with brands that give back to honorable causes, including David Yurman, Kenneth Cole, and many more. Despite her 24-7 hectic hustle lifestyle, Katie believes to feel good, you must do good. So in her spare time, she gives back to those in need and uses her platform to inspire others to do the same. She is the youngest Make-A-Wish board member in the New York chapter, has donated 40000 to Northwell Health COVID-19 Emergency Fund, and live-streamed her personal therapy sessions to raise mental health awareness, which we did talk about on this episode. Katie's thoughtful use of her influence has earned her wide 
widespread admiration across the globe and ultimately her goal is to inspire everyone to create the lives of their dreams which of course makes so much sense why I have Katie on today because as many of you know that is a very similar goal of mine within this podcast is to encourage everyone to think more around the question of of course not only what fulfills you but the different pillars and aspects in our lives that contribute to this life fulfillment of course for me I've always said that I believe your personal relationships and the strength of those relationships are the key to your fulfillment Um, but of course I am very mindful and aware of how the integration of our professional career and of course our mental and physical health how that all contributes to our life fulfillment and how we feel about our life and pursuing the life of our dreams and again I had a really fun time chatting with Katie we were able to do this in person in my new studio in New York City which is in Times Square so that was just a really awesome feat for me as those of you who have been listening for a while know that I started all the way back in LA or actually I think I started the podcast while I still lived in Newport Beach in Orange County and so I've come a long way and it's just crazy that now that I'm living in Manhattan I just have so much more going on for the podcast for the brand with the card game all of that and so it's really fun for me to be able to connect with guests in person just because it makes the experience and the conversation just more lively and fun and I think I've done so many Zoom recordings over the past year now, as many of us have, those in the podcast industry or just in general with work meetings and all that. So I always love connecting with people in person when I'm able to, and you'll definitely get to hear more of the live studio ambiance, if you will, on this episode. So with that being said, let's dive into it and enjoy. Oh, thank you, Katie, for joining me in the studio today. This is so exciting. Um, Let's just dive into it. Where are you from? Tell your whole journey. And I mean, like, even childhood days. Like, I always feel like there is something from your childhood or something that you experienced then that parlays over into your life today. So I always want people to experience that. So can you share? Oh, I love this. Okay, so I am from, like, I was born in New York City, and then my parents moved my brother and I at the time to the North Shore of Long Island. So we grew up in Long Island, and they moved us there because they really wanted to send us to this Quaker school that they had heard of through some other friends and, um, you know, I'm not Quaker, I was raised Jewish, but the Quaker philosophy when it comes to schooling is just all about nonviolence, simplicity, giving back, community service. So they really wanted us to go to a school that had all of those values. So we moved there, grew up there, and it was just always like part, all of the things I just mentioned were always just part of my upbringing because of the school. I credit so much of what I'm doing today to the school I went to, which was Friends Academy. And after I graduated, I went there. So I went there since um, since I was five years old to graduation, 12th grade. And then I went to the University of Richmond in Virginia. Okay. And I majored in theater production and communications. Um, I always wanted to, I love that we're right now sitting in Times Square because like my whole like background really comes from theater production. I always wanted to be a producer on a Broadway show or a costume designer for a Broadway show. And then I had graduated the University of Richmond and went to um, this acting conservatory in New York City called the William Esper Conservatory. 
And a lot of my friends are right now on Broadway doing a lot of different things, but I took it and went into a completely different field just because I felt like there was, there was like a, I, there was something calling for me in the tech social media space that I hadn't seen before. And I felt like I wanted to bring my love for theater, my love for production, my love for costume design and for fashion and for lifestyle and for mental health and community service and meld it all into one and create this lifestyle brand, which I now have today. Lately, I've been drinking Magic Mind almost every day before I start working for the day to help with getting into my flow state. Whether you are still in college or you work full-time like me, I know we all have those days where it feels extremely difficult to stay focused and on task. While I don't judge myself for lack of productivity, I do care about how effective I am with my time because time is precious, so why would I want to waste it? While I've been trying out Magic Mind over the past few weeks, I am genuinely shocked by not only how good it tastes, but also how well I stay focused. And if I'm being really honest, I do get distracted kind of easily. So a few key facts about Magic Mind, it is known to increase and improve productivity, especially for people like me. It has very little caffeine and it only comes from matcha tea. It's a great alternative for coffee if you drink coffee for energy and focus or if you're like me, you would drink it alongside because I personally love the ritual of making coffee and I just love the smell of espresso so I just can't get rid of that. It helps fight off fatigue and brain fog as well as some ADD symptoms and the best of all, it is all natural ingredients including adoptogens, matcha, and nootropics. I highly recommend you give this a try if you're already considering it. And even better, you can enjoy 20% off your purchase with code FULFILL20 at magicmind.co slash fulfill during checkout. That's FULFILL20 at magicmind.co slash fulfill. Enjoy. That's amazing. (laughs) So what year did you graduate school? Like, Give the timeline of like what social media was like at the time you started. Definitely. So I graduated from undergrad in 2015, and then I graduated from the conservatory in 2018 or two. I want to say it was yes, 2018. And while I was in the program, I I had some part time jobs, but I just created this social media platform on Instagram, which I was really just using as an editing tool, and didn't know that you can actually monetize your your social media at the time. It was really just helpful for me. It was creating, I thought I was creating more of a portfolio for myself to share with other brands, other people who were interested and just a lot for my friends and family. I was sharing mostly like mirror selfies of fashion, like looks I was putting together. I know you can't really tell by what I'm wearing now. (laughs) They can look at your Instagram. This is my dog walking (laughs) outfit slash running around the city. Um, But I started posting a lot about beauty, a lot about fashion on my page, which was called Honestly Kate. I also, which it still is today, I called it Honestly Kate because I didn't want to put my name on my social media um, pages because at the time I was still really ingrained into the theater world and I, my name is Katie Sands and it was on all my resumes and all my headshots and I didn't want the two to get confused because at the time I really did feel like people in the theater space and in the production space we're not into social media people at all so now of course it's like the complete opposite they like ask you I've heard at auditions to put your like social media handles and everything you have but at the time I was like oh no I don't want someone to be able to 
like look up Katie Sands and then this comes up and they're like, wait, what is she doing? Something with fashion, something with beauty. This has nothing to do with what she claims she wants to do right now. Right. So at first I didn't really feel there was like a space for what I was doing because it was so many different things combined. And so I kind of created it for myself and, um, tried to pave the way for others who want to do a lot of different things and make more of a lifestyle brand on social media. So I didn't really follow any influencers at the time. Um, I think there was like, I started then following like one or two or three when I started seeing like these pages that were growing really fast. And I realized, oh my goodness, you can really monetize your social platforms and there's so many different ways to go about it. And you have to just do what works for you. So I got my first partnership with Shop Up for their spring campaign. And I had like friends that I had met through the industry, through events, be in the campaign. I styled everyone. I worked with a friend who is a photographer who I still work with today. And we like created this really fun spring campaign. And ever since then, it's kind of grown into what it is today. Right. So at the time too, kind of to share with the younger audience like you weren't really focused on even monetizing it or doing anything like a career right you were doing it just for just out of passion for what it was like building you know a lifestyle and whatnot do you feel like today especially people struggle with too much of that focus of oh I want to be an influencer or I want to be a blogger of some sort like what's your opinion or thoughts on that absolutely well what I always say is first of all no space is ever too saturated because if you think about it like people have be be, um, becoming doctors lawyers right people working in tech working in finance for years like there are so many people in every single space so there is allowed to be a lot of people in the social sphere as well so don't ever get like turned off by how many people have big accounts or how many people are working in the space there's always room for more if you have the passion for something specific but what I find that people worry too much about is they want to become quote unquote, an influencer or a blogger or like social media or famous, internet famous, instead of focusing on what their actual passion might be. You have to, if you have a passion for something, whether it be cooking, whether it be interior design, fitness, and you want to share that with the world, go ahead and show what you love and show what you're passionate about. And don't be so concerned with, oh, I need to show this to become famous or become internet famous. It's just, I just don't think that necessarily, I mean, it works out for some, but I don't think that's the best way to go about it. Um, I think you need to go into it, just sharing what your passion is with the world and trying to be something for that someone and not trying to be everything for everyone so that you get a lot of followers. And that's how you make a sustainable career, right? As well, is that you have to actually not I know passion is almost overused sometimes but you actually have to genuinely love it right you actually have to genuinely love what you post about what you write about what you speak about and I know you also talk about mental health a lot which I know we'll get into but is that something um that you find is why your career has you know grown over the years because of that because you came into it again with this genuine interest like you know like a kid when you first start playing around or when you're coloring or when you're doing something you're doing it out of like curiosity and like oh like mom I like doing this I want to try it, right? Absolutely. So it's kind of why I created the name for myself, honestly, Kate, because it was all about authenticity. Like the whole brand is really rooted in authenticity for so many reasons. First of all, I felt like if I'm going to come on 
Instagram, which is my biggest platform, and just talk about um, things I'm passionate about, what beauty products I like, what fashion brands I love to wear, um, what spa places I like to go for certain hair highlights or facials. And I have to give the honest truth. And I also have to be honest about the things I don't like and why I don't like them. And that's kind of how the whole brand started, just really rooted in that authentic self being like, okay, I'm going to share the whole truth. I'm going to share when I'm in full glam and when I have absolutely no makeup on. I'm going to share when I'm like fully dressed up, but also when I'm just like doing my emails in the morning, drinking coffee with the messy bun and pajamas on. So I think, um, you know, there's so much negative when it comes to social media and filters and, um, all these apps that you can like distort your body and face now, which is so upsetting to me because it's just like creating this facade that's that no one actually looks like or acts like or dresses like. And, and it's so negative to so many, especially young women, their mental health. And that's really why I started talking about mental health and how important it is and how important it is to be, to show the honest truth and not use filters and not use, um, any of these apps that distort your body or your face because you should, you know, look up to women who are sharing their true selves. Right. So speaking of mental health, I want to dive into like, let's start slow with like some basic habits. Like over the years, what have you implemented that you feel like, okay, wow, this is really helpful for my mental health? So much. I mean, like I top don't, okay. three. If you had to pick top three, if a girl is listening right now and she's like, oh yes. my gosh, I need to get my life together. I need to yes. work on my mental health. And it's also mental health awareness month, you know, mm-hmm. um, where would you recommend to start? And I guess thinking back even into your journey with like starting out with mental health, what were like some of those habits that you started with? So when I started, I feel like mental health and talking about your own mental health was like just starting to scratch the surface. So my entire life, I have gone to therapy. That has been something that fortunately I've been able to afford since I'm younger, which I know, I think there's a big um, problem in our country with it, you know, not being part of like different insurance plans. And um, because I know it is expensive to see a personal therapist. So my parents have been very open about talking about, you know, mental health and anxieties and insecurities and vulnerabilities since I was little. It's something my mom was really strong, um, strong-willed about when we were younger because she had dealt with a mom who suffered from a lot of mental health disorders that never wanted help or never thought she needed the help, which is part of the whole was part of her problem. Um, so once, since we were little, my mom used to always say to us, you know, if you ever want to talk to someone else about anything you're going through with school, with, um, work, with friends, with relationships, like you should go talk to this person. And she made it very normal. I never even thought anything negative of being a therapist or asking for help because it was always something that was a positive in my house which I know I'm very lucky to have grown up that way because a lot of people don't and I know even some people that I'm very close to like they still find such negative connotation with going to a therapist or asking like for um a reference for a therapist because it was such a negative in their house like if you saw a therapist like you had serious problems and That's just kind of the opposite, luckily, to my upbringing. But it's so upsetting to me when I hear things like that because it's 
so not. And I think like the best part of helping yourself is saying that is recognizing that you might need help. And like, that's such a positive to be able to recognize that and be like, oh, I should really get some help with whatever I'm dealing with. Or I just need like help realigning what I want in life. And I need to talk to someone else that's completely outside of my circle that is that is a professional that went to school to study this knows exactly what they're talking about and um because I felt like there was such a disconnect between the people out there that either you know can't haven't gone to therapy before or haven't been encouraged to go to therapy during the pandemic I actually went on my Instagram and we every week I would go live with my personal therapist. I read that. I saw yeah. that. I was like, oh, I'm going to ask her about this. Yeah. <laughs> so we did that because, you know, I felt like, okay, if there's ever a time that people, the majority of people really need help or need or have questions they want answered, this is the time to do it. So I would have people sending questions and then I would ask my therapist and I would talk with her in a very conversational way about her opinions about it about my opinions about the different questions and we would go from there unfortunately it became a really negative space because people were writing like a lot of their real problems on the like live chat um which I'm not qualified to handle right and my therapist you know they weren't paying my therapist to answer all these intense questions she was like if you really have this problem please reach out to me privately and I felt like it became a space that was almost like over my head so I stopped doing it because I was like okay this is getting a little out of hand and it's something like I don't feel comfortable like being qualified to have on my platform um but I do think it did definitely open the gates to a lot of conversation about therapy. So I know that was a long answer for the one, but also like besides therapy, consistently working out and strength training. And I recently started weight training about a year ago and it has completely changed both like my body physically, but my mind mentally. I feel so much more grounded. Um, and that's something that I just recently incorporated into my life. And it just helps me. I just feel stronger and mentally, both physically and mentally stronger, which is incredible. And then the last thing I'd say is acupuncture for me. Okay. Have <laughs> you gone to Aura in the city yet? Yes. Okay, cool. I interviewed Kim Ross, the founder, oh, the amazing. other week. Yeah, so um, that was like the first that came to mind. How often do you go? So I try to go, I mean, if I, if I was like living in a perfect world and didn't have work obligations yeah. come up, I'd love to go once a week. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it usually happens like every one to two times a month. I'll okay, end up that's, going. That's good. Yeah. Um, acupuncture for me cured my chronic migraines. Oh, wow. I used okay. to suffer from severe migraines, at least one brutal migraine a week that I like couldn't get out of bed. I tried every single migraine medication there was until my neurologist actually said to me, you know, if nothing's working and a lot of times migraines have to do with like nerve, your, you know, nerve damage or a pinched nerve or something like that, like physical, that's manifesting itself into like a migraine inside your head. I would try acupuncture and I tried it and it, I've knocked on wood, but I really haven't had a migraine since. So I just swear that sometimes the way you treat your body from the outside physically can like be so um it can send like nerve single ner- signals to your brain and your like mental health can 
cause yourself a migraine or so many different disorders that I think is so upsetting that, you know, I'm like, a, I'm very much a mixture of like Western and Eastern medicine combined. Totally. Okay. And I'm the same way too. And I'm a firm believer in just like the mind body experience yeah. in that, you know, it, it comes down to our thoughts, what we're, what we're eating and how often we're taking care of ourselves, the Absolutely. way, you know, the way we're taking care of ourselves. And it's, it comes down to what we're consuming too on social media. So I know you are an advocate for that, but I want to dive into therapy a little bit, right? So I like that you mentioned that it's nice as well to have that self-awareness to be like, or to just check yourself, you know, to be like, okay, I really need to work on this. And that's something I've always told my platform as well is, you know, when I've gone through my own struggles, it was always like, instead of trying to fill the void, which I think is usually the alternative, if you're not seeking an objective viewpoint, like a therapist, you are going to go the other route, let's say like after a breakup, you know, maybe instead mm -hmm. of working on yourself, you might go like on apps right away or like go out, totally. you know, especially living in New York, it's like, all right, I'm going to go out and yeah. find a new guy. Right. And it's like, <laughs> that's great, but it's so short term. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something we need to continue to encourage people is how to think long term in their mental health, right? Like what you could do today and over the next five to eight months, could have a huge impact on you three to four years later like for me I could even say that without having gone to like certain counseling four years ago and just simply working on myself I wouldn't be like sitting here recording this podcast you know absolutely um but I'm curious for you like for someone if maybe you've experienced this like with friends or people that hesitate to go into therapy um what are some ways to kind of nudge people to, like to consider it like what are or maybe some self-reflective questions they can ask themselves like okay this is going on in my life or maybe this has been you know spiraling downwards like what are some ways that you have seen that could be helpful for people to feel comfortable like okay maybe you will consider it so i i guess it, i kind of have like an answer in two like it's twofold a little bit so first of all i find that like my best quality and my worst quality are exactly the same. It's that I'm extremely self-aware and I credit that fully to going to therapy, but it helps me in so many ways, obviously, because I feel like I can definitely read a room better. I can navigate myself, navigate when I'm in an argument with like my fiance or my friends or my parents or whatever it is. I'm like, okay, I'm aware that this is how I'm acting, but it also is my downfall because sometimes I'm so self-aware that I'll like constantly be checking myself and be like, gotcha. oh gosh, I just said that. Yeah, oh no, yeah, I just too. acted like that. Oh no. Or like if I'm fighting, I'll be like, I'm aware that I'm acting this way, but yeah. I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> I'm the same way. So like, yeah. I know I'm acting really like crazy right now, but I, there's no stopping it. So, um, but talking about that and just being really open with my friends and my family and my followers with how therapy has really benefited my life, I think yeah. just nudges people to want to try it. Right. Um, even I have a very close friend, you know, who was like so nervous to try it. She's like, okay, but that means that like, I think sometimes people that don't go to therapy are avoiding a problem becoming bigger than it is because they know it's a really big deal, but yeah. they don't actually want to get into the details of it. So they'll keep being like, you know, I know I'm acting this way, but if I go to therapy, it's just going to open the floodgates and I don't want to go there. But sometimes you have to like get so deep into it before you build yourself back up. Yeah. 
because if not, you're just going to keep like pushing it down under like the surface. And one day, eventually it's all going to come out like word vomit and it's going to be really negative or however else it's going to come out in, in substance abuse or in, you know, just like doing too much, like you said, just like throwing yourself back out there instead of actually working on whatever it is you need help with. Right. And it's funny too, when you say that, um, not that I'm like usually trying to like see this in people, but I feel like on a personal story, I was like talking to a guy for like two months and I remember, um, and he was like older too. And I just remember thinking to myself, like there was something that felt a little bit missing about mm-hmm. him and like my gut instinct. And I, to this day, I, I, we don't talk anymore, but I was t- telling this to friends the other night. I was like, I still think it was because he had, you know, basically shit to work on for himself. Yeah. And I think that is something you can usually feel within people's energy too, right? Like you can just usually feel when someone has something deeper to work on. And I think that's also goes, you know, for people who do know deep down that they have something to work on is that others out there can usually feel that. Like they can kind of sense that within your energy, the way you portray yourself and kind of how you go about your life. And so I think that's also important because you don't, you don't want people to stray away from you because of, you know, kind of like that facade that you put out, you know? Absolutely. And I find that it's also hard because I find when like with dating, especially, yeah. right? Like you can't say that to someone. You need <laughs> you to work can't. on yourself. Like, yeah. Because they're like, I don't know. I've, I've, I've tried to go that route and it's never worked out right, for right, me. So right. it's kind of like everyone has to come to terms with it on their own. I agree. I and agree. that's also difficult because it can be really frustrating with whether you're in a relationship um you know, a romantic or a friendship and you know that person really needs to work that shit out. Yeah. But you can't be the one to say it because it will either cause a fight or it will cause, you know, just resentment. And then it needs to come from the person. And I think that's what's so hard when you see a friend going through something negative is that they really have to want to help themselves. Right. And that is true. You know, you like you have to be the one to be like, okay, I need to go to the gym or I need to, you know, like eat cleaner or I need to, you know, really work on, you know, stop being jealous and, you know, talking down about people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you have to be the one that like other people can say that about you. But I think the issue too is you can be resentful of the people that say that, you know, trying to help you. Like if even coming from a, like, you know, if we were to tell friends, you know, we, there's that line where some of them might resent us for trying to help them if they're not in that headspace to receive that, kind of nurturing you know it comes to a point where someone has to be like oh my gosh like I'm like going downhill and like I really need to do this and I think that's kind of self-awareness for both people on both sides right both on the side of who are listening right now like okay this is something like I'm getting the hint right now I need to work on this part of my life or maybe being on the other side knowing like how much therapy or journaling or whatever that could be has helped them there's there's a fine line on how much you can push that onto other people because I, everyone has to be self-aware on their mm-hmm. own. I know. And it's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like it took me a long time to become very self-aware. Yeah. Um, and, but I like to so agree with everything you said, like even thinking back to sometimes 
um, my fiance will be like, let's eat really healthy this week. You know, we were really bad last week. We went to a wedding. We did this. And then all I think about, and it's not like he's trying to be offensive or anything, but all I can think about is now I really want to eat unhealthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it gets so in your mind because yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. once you tell someone they can't do something or they yeah. should be doing something, I'm like, so you have to kind of like switch that in your mindset and be yeah. like, no, he's trying yeah. to benefit both of us together right. and like live a healthier lifestyle. And I'm so, I so agree that like when I eat healthy, and when I have my meals prepped and planned, I feel so much better. I have yeah. more energy. Like my immune system is, I have just realized like everything I, I know we like doctors and, and everyone has been saying this forever, but it's, it took me a long time. It took me until like my late twenties to realize, which I'm in now, like, which I like that. Oh no, what you eat really affects your mind, your body, your, your, your energy. And I'm like, no, I can eat what I want, but it's so, it's not like I, the weeks that I cook for myself and I prepare my own foods and I'm grocery shopping, like I just have more energy. I feel better. I feel so much more clarity. I get such bad brain fog when I don't eat properly or I drink too much or anything like that. And I'll feel like sluggish even, you know, just, yes, exactly. And so I think that's something, especially I have a, you know, some, some listeners here are younger and still in college. So that's shout out to you guys, you know, after a weekend of drinking or whatever, like go and make yourself some clean meals the week after. Um, okay. One last question on mental health. Do you have a morning routine or anything revolving around? Yeah. Like the foods and what you're eating, like anything that has, that could be helpful for people that want to establish one. So I'm a recent coffee drinker. I avoided coffee my entire life. I'm a, I'm a very, um, extroverted introvert. Like I can be very energetic around other people, but I get my energy from being alone. So I like never always wanted to avoid like that coffee meetup or, oh, okay. yeah, okay. like the, um, just that routine of having to have coffee. But during the pandemic, I needed something to do in the morning. And I usually take a really long walk with my dog and I couldn't do that. So I was like, okay, what can I do that I wake up for in the morning? That's not just a phone call or not just like a work meeting or a zoom or whatever it was. So I would, I started getting into like getting up and making a morning latte. So that's kind of continued to be my routine. And I have one cup a day and I like, I love it. It makes me so happy coffee now. And I'm like, I don't know how I got away with not having it for 28 years. That's wild. Oh my gosh. But, um, I, so I get up, I make a latte or I'll go to like my favorite coffee shop. And now that I'm like a new coffee drinker, I have to try every coffee shop, which yeah. is a bad habit for my wallet, Same, but <laughs> it's really fun for me. <laughs> and I'll, I'll walk my dog. She gets up super early, like seven o'clock. Okay. And I try to work out two to three times a week. So okay. I'll do that by like eight to nine. Then okay. I get home, shower, dry brush, do my own lymphatic drainage. And then love I'm like it. ready. Oh, and I always blow out my hair and do beach waves. I love it. sounds it. so superficial, but it puts me in a much better mood. And yes. even if I don't have makeup yes. on, at least I feel like I'm somewhat ready for the day. Absolutely. I'm the same way, you know, my yeah, hair. Matching is just, yeah, no, I know. But I mean, no, I'm the same way too. Anytime I, especially, you know, when you're working for yourself and, you know, yep. you're running around in your own meetings and stuff, like you have to put that discipline out there to get ready for the day because no one's telling you, hey, like you got to be on our team meeting by 9am, you know, yep. like you're in control of that. So for me, it's like, all right, I'm like, get ready for the day because I think psychologically, if I'm not, I still feel kind of like, 
like I don't know energetically behind you know if I'm, if I'm not looking and feeling ready I'm curious coffee shops any that you'd recommend in New York oh so many or I what love, are your favorite okay, ones I love blue bottle okay like I like that New Orleans style coffee totally. yeah. so divine um I love spring cafe they just opened mm-hmm. up in the village in my hood I love um Oh my God, there's so many. I'm like, I love Dunkin' Donuts. It's delicious. <laughs> but if I'm making coffee at home, I like Keon coffee. Okay. It's very clean. Okay. It's really, it's just like really good. And then I can add whatever almond milk, a whole milk to it and like make a little latte. Love it. Okay. <laughs> Last part of this, we're going to play a quick round of the What Fulfills You card game. So it's part of the brand. Amazing. Um, it's like deeper personal life advice kind of questions, but we'll do three at random. So let's see what we get. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. This is a fun one. Um, what's the first trait you look for in a partner or a friend? How they make me feel. Ooh, that's good. Do you usually like ever, do you ever like write it down? I'm curious, is like actually just like for me because I've done done this, I've been like working through it. But like when you're around a friend or like, you know, back when you were in the dating scene, did you kind of like write down your thoughts about how you felt around a friend or did you just kind of take mental note of it? I I did kind of take mental note, but it's funny. So I was just talking about this with a friend actually, because I find it's so similar for both romantic relationships and friendships is that there's a lot of people in life who can drain your energy Mm -hmm. and I call those, I made this word up, heavy bloods. (laughs) Okay. And I have so many people around me like that, especially being in the industry we're in, being an entrepreneur, you know, you have to really protect your energy. And I find that there's so many times that I leave someone and I just feel so exhausted. And then when I do feel like nervous or exhausted, I tend to over talk or over tell. And I find that's really negative for me because then I leave being like, oh shoot, what did I just tell that person? Because I like overcompensate. And so when I don't do that, I take mental note that I'm like, okay, that I felt really confident around that person and just calm and at ease. Right. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Um, oh, this is a good one. Do you believe everything happens for a reason or do we have more control over our fate? 50-50. I do feel that like everything that's great in life is not like, it's where like luck meets a lot of preparation. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like 50% luck and the timing and what's meant to be is meant to be. And then I think it's also 50% the time and energy and prior proper planning you put into it right so do you say that's like part of our choices as well in terms of the preparation yes. and and like what you've decided along the way that kind of pave the other inevitable like meant to be definitely to I think that you know there's so many times whether it's in a job whether it's in a relationship whether it's with a family member that you can just be content in whatever situation you are in but you, sh- you deserve more than to be content. Mm-hmm. And I think that just because something might take more work doesn't mean you shouldn't go for it. Right. And so I think with that, it's you can make a choice within that to, you know, either improve it or move forward, that kind yeah. of thing to build your life. Okay. Um, last one. If you could tell your younger self from five years ago a piece of advice, what would it be? If you want something, just ask for it. The worst they're ever going to say is no. Ooh, I love that. What's like the top two scenarios you would say that is like 100% people need to remind themselves in that you feel like people stop themselves because of the fear of Mm -hmm. no? For me, I'll definitely like give personal examples. Like for me, for work, I remember 
when I first started out, um, when I created my brand, I would not reach out to certain people or certain brands or certain women in the space that I looked up to because I would create an entire story in my head about why they wouldn't want to talk to me or why they wouldn't want to respond to me. So I would create this negative feedback loop and I was like, why am I creating their story? Let them decide how they want to feel about meeting with me or speaking to me or getting coffee with me because the worst thing that they'll ever say and it's not even that bad it's yeah. just no I'm busy no yeah. I can't do it and that's not even that bad it's at just all. your ego that's scared of it right our ego our pride so I would stop myself from reaching out to these women who I'm now super close friends with because I thought I would create a whole story around why they wouldn't want to see me and it's not even true yeah so that's definitely a huge scenario with work. And then also in my personal life, I remember, you know, in past like romantic relationships I've been in, not sticking up for myself or saying how I felt and fear that the the guy, you know, was like not going to think she's crazy or she's not, I can't deal with this. It's too heavy for me or it's too much for me. And now anytime I have any type of issue, even if it's so small and trust me, I don't die on every hill with my fiance. Now I've learned, but I'll just bring it up. I'll just in a very calm way. I'll be like, Hey, you know, this is really bothering me or something you said really bothered me or like this made me uncomfortable. Can we talk about it? Not everything needs to be like a whole dramatic scene it can also just be a regular conversation you should be feel comfortable speaking about you know hard things with your partner yeah and I agree with that too in that just I think in especially especially romantic relationships but also friendships you know when there's I guess chaos you could say or just uh conflict whatever Mm -hmm. I think it's so important that the if you want to be mature and if you want to have mature friendships and really strong relationships, you have to bring up those issues versus, uh, you know, being passive and mm-hmm. potentially being passive aggressive about it, which I think is And what also I think both in friendships and romantic relationships, mm-hmm. m- people aren't mind readers. Yeah. And that's something that I've had to learn myself. So I remember I was in a really long term, I was in a long-term relationship before my current relationship. Yeah. And I, it got really negative towards the end. Mm-hmm. He's like the best person, but we just were not getting along. Mm-hmm. And I rem- and I ended the relationship. And I remember saying to my, and he was in quotes blindsided and like heartbroken and hurt. And my therapist, I said to my therapist, I feel so guilty because I don't even get why he's telling me he's blindsided. Like how did he not, e- he, obviously he knew. I and see. she said, well, did you tell him? I've, I've gotten that before too. Yes. Where <laughs> and that's happened to me in friendships too, where yeah, I had yeah. not specifically said what was bothering me or given yes. the other person a chance to even hear why I was upset yeah. that I will just walk away from the situation instead of actually getting into it and explaining to the person that I was upset by X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you have to give people a chance because they're not mind readers. One of my best friends, Eric, he told me, especially when it came to my confusion with like romantic relationships, he said 90% of it can just be solved with communication. Absolutely. Uh, Like, amen to that. I am all about communication. It can get so uncomfortable. And like, I'm one of those people that if I'm in a heated situation, 
no matter what it is, happy, sad, like it doesn't matter. I will cry when I speak. Mm-hmm. Like that's just my reaction towards things. And mm-hmm. I used to be so embarrassed about it. I'm like, yeah. I always get so emotional and I'm yeah. always crying. And then someone once told me that's okay. As long as you tell your truth and you're crying, like no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of learned that <laughs> the hard way. Okay. Last question. It's something I ask everyone on the show, but you know, we've talked a lot about mental health today and a lot of mental wellness habits we can implement, everything like that. Um, but I guess out of all of that, plus, you know, just your own life and your own journey, what would you say ultimately fulfills you in life? I think what ultimately fulfills me is just having so many people that I love surrounding me that keep me really grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that if I have a really crazy day or really bad day with work or with family or with wedding planning, as long as I can vent to my closest like group of friends and tell them what's happening, we can laugh about it. I feel fulfilled even if it's like a very negative situation or a very positive situation. Like you need to have those people around you who can like laugh at you and help you make fun of yourself (laughs) and it's just like the key to happiness I think absolutely and I'm full agreement with that and that was part of why I started this podcast is I knew you know how important meaningful relationships are in this life and I think COVID really emphasized that for many Mm -hmm. of us seeing that we wanted to be in person and wanted to be around each other and be around our co-workers and so forth and so I'm glad you you know really emphasized on the relationships aspect (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today. Where can everyone find you? Share your social media. Uh, you guys can find me on my Instagram at Honestly Kate or on my shows on Amazon Live. Um, I do a lot of the fashion and beauty and tech shows, which is really surprising because I'm the <laughs> least tech, tech person ever. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will link all of it in the show notes so they can find you. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. (laughs) And that was all for today's episode with Katie Sands talking all about mental health and wellness and a little bit about the influencer space. I hope you all enjoyed this conversation, found some value in it. And if you did, as always, it would make my day. If you guys could share this on your IG story, tag us both. The What Fulfills You Instagram is just at What Fulfills You. I always love seeing this because I get to reshare to the stories as well and really get to chat with you all one-on-one in the DMs. And of course, in general, I just always love hearing feedback from you all on what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. So when I see this feedback from those who have been listening for a while, especially, it just really allows me to improve on the content moving forward. And one last thing before you guys head out, don't forget about the official card game. It is all being shipped within the next week. So for those of you who haven't pre-ordered yet, definitely get those in because those will be the first to be shipped. And if you are looking to gift this to a friend or to just to have these in your hands before Thanksgiving and before the holidays, I definitely recommend to pre-order as soon as possible. That's just my honest full disclosure that I can't guarantee it before the holidays if it's not pre-ordered because I also have other bulk orders and whatnot and so definitely want to get these individual orders out to you guys um, especially before Friendsgiving because I think this is a fun game to play with friends and family um, especially at a time when you are talking about gratitude and being more mindful about what you are thankful for and I think this game really embodies that as well so go grab a game yourself it's on the official website at wafafillsyou.com thanks again for tuning in as always I will chat with you all next time Thank you.